And welcome back to Well Rounded Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and happy Monday. So it's Monday, March 29th, and I'm so excited to have Lanny B on the pod today. So it's actually super rare that I have or that I will be having two guests back to back on the pod. But it's just super cool, in my opinion, to have some guests on sometimes because these are both ladies, my sister and Lanny, who I have on the pod today, who are super close to me and dear to me. Lanny is my longtime friend and client, and we actually met through social media, and she's the sweetest. So I'm so excited to get into this conversation today. So you guys know that the Wild Rounded Podcast is all about health, wellness, lifestyle, and business. And that is something we're going to be talking about today. And we're not going to be talking about Be Well with Kayla. We're going to be talking about Lanny's business and how she makes money through social media, what she does, her different streams of income, how important it is to have different streams of income, as well as her health and wellness journey, how she got started, and all that fun stuff. So I really hope you guys enjoy this different conversation, and I hope to have more inspiring conversations and just like knowledgeable resourceful conversations that you could grab things from and I really think that today's conversation is going to be one of those so if you want to know how to turn your Instagram into a business definitely keep listening and I'll see you guys in the recording so happy Monday bye Hi, so, hi, Lani. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Okay, so I'm so excited to have her because I've been like reposting Lani every single day for the last six months of my life, and <laughs> she's amazing. Um, I get also so many DMs about how my followers are so happy that they find you after I share your posts because they just love your account and how relatable Aww. and inspiring you are. So I want to talk today about your growth. So I know that you're super into health and wellness and all that, but the Well-Rounded Podcast is all about like health, wellness, business, and lifestyle. So today with you, I want to talk more business because mm-hmm. I feel like, not that you're so underrated, but your business aspect of your life is underrated. Like I'm your friend, so I know how, how successful you are and what you do, but I feel like I want everyone else to know how much you've grown on Instagram and how proud you should be of like how far you've come. Because when I started following Lani, she literally had a thousand followers on Instagram and she was always like getting me like, oh, like I wish I had a bit more growth. Like I wish I, I could grow my page. And now like you're almost at 30K, like you killed it. <laughs> Thank like, you. <laughs> talk to us. So talk to us. I just posted a question box. So I'm going to get into the questions a little later because I'm going to wait for them to come in. But first of all, talk to me about how you got started on Instagram. What led you to start posting like your initial posts and then later on in the conversation I want to talk about like kind of like explicit information on how you made your Instagram a business like how much do companies charge what do you have to do to get a company to sponsor you to get paid promotions and partnerships so let's start with how you got started okay so I started my page like on a fluke like all my friends are making health and fitness pages, like a lot of like healthy baking, healthy recipes. And this was in first year. So I was 18 at the time. And I just jumped on the bandwagon and I started posting and I just kind of stuck with it. And I was going through a lot of hard struggles at the time. I was struggling with my body image. I had gained a lot of weight in first year. 
I wasn't dancing anymore. So I was trying to figure out what to do to keep me active and healthy and fit. I was so used to going to my dance studio and being told what to do, when to be there, and just working hard. So navigating that. And I wanted to share that with people. And I had so much fun posting my meals and everything. I had grown up watching YouTubers. I had always wanted to do YouTube. And Instagram just seemed so much more accessible and easier to navigate and start posting. You didn't have to have a camera. You didn't have to have all this editing software. And I literally just started my page for fun. What kind of kept me accountable was that I was doing BBG by Kayla Xenas at the time. And as engaging with that whole community, there's a whole community online surrounding that workout program. And that's kind of just how I got started and how I kind of started to find my voice. Okay. I love that. So can you talk about the BBG program? Because I know that you saw insane transformations with the BBG. Like, how did you find it? What made you want to get into that in the first place? Why that program? And if you had to rate it on 10, go. Okay. So I discovered this program in high school. I think it was in grade 11 or 12. Honestly, it came to me through probably not like the best like mindset. We went on a grad trip in grade 12 called S Trip, and it was to Punta Cana, and everyone was talking about what workouts they were doing and how they were going to lose weight for S Trip and have this super hot rocking body for all the boys so they can be like, wow, like Alana's so hot and she has like this killer bod and that I could look good in like a bikini. And so that's where I first discovered it. And I tried it a little bit on top of my dancing, which is insane because this program is a HIIT workout. So it's 28 minutes of high intensity interval training. It's body weight with some dumbbells thrown in. But that's where I first discovered it. And then when I decided to actually start and like go full in with the program was in first year around, I guess, like summer after first year was like April, May. And I was just scrolling on Instagram. I was on Kayla's Instagram, like Kayla had seen us um, on her Instagram page. And I saw all these transformations and there were drastic transformations. And it was in 12 weeks, which is three months. And I was like, wow, like I could like see that in three months. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was just going to do it. I was going to start it. I was going to share my journey. And I would say this workout program is hard there's definitely like a beginner option that you can do to help build up your stamina. It is going to push your stamina. Um, but it did get a little bit repetitive near the end. Mm -hmm. So the way that Kayla has the program situated is that it's three months and each month you do two different weeks of workout. So week one and week three are the same week two and week four are the same. And then it's a new set for month two and month three. And then she has like multiple rounds now. Um, so you can continue doing it on past the 12 weeks. But it targeted your whole body. You had like arms and abs, legs. Um, there was even a diet you could follow. I didn't follow the diet. But I would probably rate this workout program around like a 7 out of 10. I did really enjoy it, but I did get bored by the end. Got it. So how do you think like on the topic of like training, health and wellness and what caught my attention through what you were talking about is how, you know, you started working out because you wanted to get fit for like 
a trip, like the boys around you and all that, like high school kind of like college talk, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think that now versus then, how much has your mindset changed? Like how is your mindset different? Um, Who are you now versus who you were then? So I think back then, especially like in therapy, I realized this as a big people pleaser and I constantly wanted to please other people, whether it be through my actions or my appearance. Like I wanted to dress cool enough. I wanted to be like that hot, skinny girl that all the boys wanted. Um, I really did it for the materialistic things to post on Instagram and be like, wow, like your abs are popping. Like you Mm -hmm. look so good. And like, not that like that doesn't feel good now. I think anyone, if they received a compliment, um, would feel good, I'd hope. Um, but I think now it's more so for how I feel every single day, not only physically, I love feeling strong. I love the post-workout feeling, the endorphins, the, I don't know. It's just like, I love getting sore from a workout. Like it doesn't happen a lot for me because I grew up dancing competitively and then I jumped into the gym. So my muscles are really used to it, but I love the feeling of getting stronger and being able to lift heavier weights or to do more reps or to be able to do that full push up um Mm -hmm. without like feeling like I'm dying because my upper body strength is just like not there um but it also helps calm my stress and my anxiety I really noticed this when after second year I was sick with mono and I Mm -hmm. couldn't work out because of doctor's orders and I didn't even have the energy to do it because I was so sick But I had to go through exams without working out. And I had always worked out during exams to help with my anxiety and my stress levels and to have that self-care moment. And it's when I realized that like dance growing up was kind of that outlet for me. It was when I could zone out and just like focus on me and focus on the movements I was doing and what I was doing for my body. And it's a really big stress release. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And my day kind of feels off when I don't have some sort of movement. I feel really stagnant. I feel stiff, even if it's just a walk. I'm not out here like lifting a million weights every single day. I definitely take my rest days and always promote that you should. But I definitely do it now for how I feel versus how I look. Okay. And how do you find, love that, but how do you find your page has changed from then to now? Because I remember like, obviously no judgment. I loved your page. Like I was super, and I I feel like we were all more into diet culture back Mm -hmm. then, you know, but you were iconic for like your daily selfies in your room, you know, and like your, your, your workout gear, like your Lulu stuff, like, you know, so how do you find that now versus then or then versus now your page has evolved and changed? I feel like back then it was very filtered. It was very like, oh, I'm Lanny and I'm so perfect and I have this perfect body and I lost the weight so easily and I'm maintaining it and I eat intuitively in quotation marks I was not eating intuitively um (laughs) (laughs) and I don't have cravings and I just wake up and I am not bloated and I'm just like this perfect little Barbie doll when now I've really broken down that wall and I share with my followers everything, whether it be intense bloating that I had two summers ago from following food combining, um, preaching to ditch the diet culture. I used to promote it. Oh my God. Like I was propaganda for diet culture. Every, my page was like circulated around and like situated around like 
what workout plan I was doing, what diet I was following, whether it be like this like fit as FK or something like 20 plan or it was food combining or keto or low carb this or I don't even know sugar free, refined, sugar free, gluten free, all this nonsense. Um, Now I preach like body positivity and self love and taking care of your mental health. And what does that look like for you? Is it journaling? Is it meditating before bed? Is it starting a yoga practice? Is it going on a walk and listening to a podcast? Is it going on a walk and just like admiring nature? Um, I really try to look at health in all sizes and perspectives and to encourage that conversation and to break those stigmas, which before I feel like everything was very hush-hush with me. Mm -hmm. And I think not only has it created this whole community of support, but it's also encouraged that mindset in others and for them to share that with their loved ones and their social circles. I love that. And, you know, obviously you've, and I love how you talk about yourself in the past as like, not something you don't like, but something you've grown from. And I know that your page has become a really well-rounded page, you know, like you talk about health, you talk about balance, you talk about your life, you talk about your work, your personal struggles, which I personally love because I'm going to be super honest. I don't really share much of my personal struggles on, on my page. And that's Mm -hmm. not because, that's not because I don't want to admit to my personal struggles at all. I'm really not a people pleaser, but it's just not something that I've like added into my account. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, I personally prefer to just like leave it and like I'll deal with it on my own. But I love when you share that. So like it's really inspiring to me. So the point of the question is, what can you tell people? Like what would be your advice to someone who has an account, but you you find that they're still in that diet culture, still in that like I'm perfect image, like someone who you notice is like struggling because I know that you and I follow like so many accounts that are that are similar. And I sometimes I come across people that I know deep down, like, oh, this person is really not showing that their true self, you know, and I feel like it's something we struggle with. So what would you suggest to that person? What would be your word of advice for them to create like an honest and genuine page as you have? I think it's really important, like any business, anything, like it's to figure out your why, like what is your mission? What is your vision? What is your goal from this page? What do you want people to take away from? Do you want them to take away more diet culture nonsense? Do you want them to know this fake persona that you're putting out? Or do you want them to leave your page with some new knowledge, some positive energy, um, knowing the real you, the real you that your friends see, that your family sees? What value can they take away? Can it be something tangible? So for example, my journal prompts, I've gotten such good and positive feedback that it's helped people with their mental health and their headspace, especially during COVID, especially during with this pandemic where it's like so up and down, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Really dive into your why, like why are you sharing your life? Why are you posting XYZ on your platform, whether it be on TikTok? YouTube, a podcast, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, even think about like, what is your purpose? And how are you serving not only yourself, but how are you serving others? And what type of impact do you want to have on their life? Do you want to be another contribution to them comparing themselves negatively? Do you want them to 
compare yourself thinking that you're this perfect person when in reality you're not, that's a huge weight to carry on your shoulders. If you can't show up as this perfect highlighted person that you put yourself out to be like, we're humans, we're natural. We're some days we're bloated. Some days we feel sad. Some days we feel happy and ecstatic. What is your why? And what do you want people to take away? Okay. I love that. I love that. And I love how you mentioned purpose which is something mm-hmm. that I often talk about too on my page. And, you know, with, with your podcast episode that we just recorded, you asked me like about myself and I spoke about like having purpose and on, on my platform, like why I started my page. And I basically answered that I saw that there was missing something on social media. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but purpose is definitely missing, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you look at your page and when you look at yourself, like what is your purpose on on social media? Like, why do you share your life? What do you think is your purpose, your message to people when they come across your page? I think my purpose is to know that you can change and that it's okay to change and that this change might not always be easy. It might not always be like a movie where it's like perfectly curated. You're going to have ups and downs, but I'm here with you and I'm here to encourage you to envision your high self and work on becoming her or him, whatever you identify as, and to start living your life as your highest self today, not tomorrow, but today, whether you decide at 8 a.m. in the morning at 12 p.m. or 3 p.m. or maybe 11 p.m. at night that you want to change whatever is going on in your life and that it's okay and that it's okay to change and that even if you may lose friends or people along the way, you will find your tribe and you will find your own purpose in life. And I hope that by sharing my purpose with you guys that you will be inspired to do the same. I love that. So like you're, that's why I love your page because you're so inspiring. And I find that your transition has been the most inspiring thing of all. Like it's the most inspiring thing you post, you know? So uh, seeing like how you're, your mindset has changed from then to now is like so mind blowing. And honestly, I'm so proud of you and you inspire me every day with your account. So Aww, let's get you into now that, we, oh, <laughs> now that we talk, now that we spoke about health and wellness, like the beginning of her account and all that, let's talk about how you built your community. So talk to me about how you built it and give us your three top tips to building an engaged community because Lani has a very engaged community. <laughs> If Lani goes to work, people care. If Lani makes a salad bowl, she, people care. If Lani's using <laughs> some type of milk, people care. So let us know. Like I care. And that says a lot. So let us know what your tips are to building an engaging community and how you got started with all that. Okay. So my three tips for this can be on any social media platform um, that you're using to build this community. But it's one, to be engaging and to engage mm-hmm. with others. The second is to be consistent. And then the third is to add value, kind of like how I spoke about my purpose. So you want to engage not only with the followers that you do have, so responding to their comments, their DMs, their tags, whatever it may be, but you also want to engage with people who are in kind of like your niche community on your social media platform. So for me, I'm like in the very like intuitive, balanced, wellness, lifestyle realm of things. Yeah. So I engage with other influencers or other content creators whatever they want to call themselves no matter what size following they have whether it's bigger than mine smaller than mine no matter what it is 
I engage and I connect with them the same way that you would network yourself in a business to expand your business. The same thing for Instagram. So I've actually created so many amazing friendships like Kayla and mine um, through engaging. And it's really important because if you reach out to someone else, they're more likely going to reach out back to you. And that's going to also support your page. Um, But also it's really nice to have that support system and that foundation within the social media world, which is really nice. And Instagram values engagement, whether it be saves, likes, sends, comments, etc. So it's really good that you're doing that for other brands, other um, content creators, and they'll do it back to you. Then consistency. The algorithm loves consistency and so mm-hmm. do your followers. They want to be able to know that Alana is going to post a podcast every Monday. Alana is going to upload a YouTube video once a week. I can expect to see a little snippet of Alana's life on her stories every day. Um, I can expect to see her morning routine posted at some point during the day on TikTok, stuff like that. And you feel that consistency too. People love routines. They love knowing what's coming. And yes, you can surprise them. And yes, it's okay to take a break, but just know that consistency is what's going to really help not only grow your following, but if you want to turn this into a business and start working with brands, they need to see that you're consistently posting and that you're serious about your art, your craft. Yeah. yeah. And then value. Value is so important. Um, People are so over just the pretty picture. Like, yes, it's really nice to see that aesthetically pleasing picture every now and again, but people want to be able to take something away from your page. So for me, I spoke about this before, but something tangible. So my journal prompts are something tangible. My eBooks, they're tangible. Now I have merch. My merch is like a tangible thing and it's branded with something that I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, on our podcast, we provide insight and information and our opinions and and discussions and everything. So what can they take away from your page opposed to you just being another Instagram or TikTok page or another person in a sea of a million? I totally, totally love that. And my favorite thing you said was the consistency thing. You know, like sometimes I'm sure people wonder why I constantly post the same things, you know, like my same smoothie, my same coffee routine. It's because consistency is key. And I personally see that I try to put out what I like to consume. And let's say one day you're not posting your morning routine, like you, Lanny, like Mm -hmm. I miss it. I'm like, where the, I'm like, where is Lanny? This morning, I'm like, can we yeah. check in on Lanny, please? And like, I said, okay? I'm like, how are we doing? I'm like, where are you this morning? And whether you be busy working or like just taking like a mental health break from social media, like the fact that I miss you says a lot, you know. And like, amplify that by ten thousand. You know, you have thirty thousand people. I'd say you have like ten thousand super engaged people. Like, you're reaching a lot of people. So that says a lot and that will boost your engagement, boost your sales, boost your everything. So um, now let's talk about business. Okay. So we know, well, I know that you work at Lululemon, which is so Mm -hmm. cool. Okay. Um, What's your title again? Because it's not salesperson. An educator. An educator, honey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not a salesperson. It's an educator. And I personally love that because you educate me every day. On Lululemon stuff, like this morning, she sent me like a new mat they released, and I swear I bought it at six fifteen a.m. and I sent her. <laughs> um, yeah, so so you work at Lulu, love that. But let's talk, and I know this might be a bit personal, but let's talk about your Instagram income. Okay, so 
can you ballpark how much, like not, not how much money, but like give us a, a good description on like how much money you actually make from Instagram. Do you save it? Is it enough to make a living? Like how do you reach out to brands? Like give us like a, a short 101 on how to turn your passion project into a business because you're only growing from here. Your numbers are growing on Instagram like crazy. Brands are reaching out to you like no tomorrow. And I'm just so happy to see it. And like, I find that that is such valuable information that is hard to find online. Like, unless you literally Google or YouTube, like how to make money on social media, like it's hard to come across this information, you know, and I would love to hear it from you. So go tell us. Okay. So I'll kind of like talk about like where I am now and then I'll go back on like where I started and how to get started. So right now I have multiple streams of income, which is honestly really important. And no matter what career you are in any field, it's really important to have multiple streams of income, whether they be passive or um, something that you're working towards. So I have income from YouTube AdSense. I qualified for YouTube ad partner. So I make some money from there. It's around 150 to 200 per month. Um, It's not any big number by any means, but it's money. Um, so good. Still very yes. good. That's very good money. Yep. Yes. That's like two pairs of shoes, maybe mm-hmm. one, depending what you're getting. Um, yes. And then I make money from brand deals. So these are sponsored posts, um, whether they be on Instagram and a feed post, integration into an Instagram reel, stories, um, TikTok integration, a sponsorship in a YouTube video. Um, that's where my brand deals sit. And I charge 4% of my following for like a static Instagram feed post. Um, where about like somewhere around there. And then I'll typically like create a package for them because they typically want more than just one Instagram post. They typically want um, an Instagram post with some stories, maybe two sets of stories over a period of time, maybe over three months, they want me to post two in feeds and multiple sets of stories, different things. So I'll negotiate with the brand and whatever budget they have um, and whatever suits what I feel I'm valued at and come to a middle point um, that works for both of us. And I want to say like right now from like brand deals overall across all my platforms, I'm probably making at most per month 4,000, but it is not consistent by any means. Like I have months where I'll have like four campaigns and they're all super big or I'll have one month where I have only one campaign and it's like $200. Um, so it very, really varies. It's not at the point right now where I would be able to quit Lululemon and have a completely mm-hmm. stable income just from my social media pages. Um, but it is growing. It is increasing. It is becoming more consistent. And I speak to different people who are in the space and in the, in the influencer space and they have a lot more connections and their income is a lot more stable and they are able to rely on and they think like within about like a year or so if it keeps like growing at the way that it is I should be able to be financially stable from just my Instagram but I'll be honest I really do want to experience the corporate world and learn from that um but that's like where my income is from that I also make money from commission links so for new zest I got a certain percentage of commission from sales with my discount code um, same with seed, like symbiotic. 
Um, certain brands will give me discount codes and then I get a commission from sales with that discount code. Um, but that is definitely like a smaller amount. I want to say it's definitely less than a hundred per month. I don't really push my links too much, my codes too much. They're kind of just there. Um, but I know affiliate link marketing is like a huge place to make a lot of money and you make that's passive income. Like you really don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like where I am right now. In terms of how I got got started working with brands, I used to reach out and pitch myself the same way that like you would pitch yourself to work at a company and you would apply for a job. I applied to work with these companies. I would send DMs. I would find their emails. Um, a really good tip is to search for the PR email or to go on their website. Say, for example, you want to work with, let's just say Lululemon. You go to Lululemon. Lululemon does have an ambassador program where you can make commission off of their affiliate links. I can't be a part of this because I am an employee of Lululemon and it would therefore be biased and not fair. Um, But they do have a social media team. You could email the social media team. You could go to contact. I'm sure there's an email there like on many sites and you'd reach out and you would pitch yourself. So I, for example, would go like, hey, if there's a name, I would say like the name Um, or I would go hi, something maybe more formal. And then I would introduce myself. I would say, Hi, I'm Alana Bloomberg. I'm a content creator with a combined following of X across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I would hyperlink all my pages through there. I post health, wellness, and lifestyle content. I really adore your brand. So say it's Lululemon. I really adore Lululemon. I absolutely love your aligned leggings and I stand behind your values. I feel like our core beliefs like really align with each other. And then I would go into like a next paragraph to help you visualize this. In the next paragraph, I would then write, I believe that a partnership between our two brands would be very mutual beneficial. I could see myself creating this type of content and integrating it this way, or I could do this. Let me know if you have any questions and I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. So that's like how I would pitch myself. Sometimes you don't hear back and the worst they can say is no or they don't mm-hmm. answer and then you try again. They're getting emails, DMs all the time. And so most likely they're not even going to remember you. I hate to break it to you, but they're probably not going to remember you. So you can go out and reach again. So many times I've reached out to brands and they've said no. And then a few months later, they reach out to me asking for a partnership. So it will always work out something will happen. Just like be consistent. Nothing in life happens like right away. Like you don't get like this, like six figure salary the second you graduate out of college. Like that's like very, very rare. You have to work your way up the corporate ladder the same way in the influencer space, but don't be afraid to pitch yourself and reach out. And eventually they'll start reaching out to you. There's also influencer platforms where you can do, um, like you put your profile up there and they can see all your stats and everything. And then campaigns get posted by brands and you can apply for them or the brand will reach out to you. But you may also have to just start with gifting. A lot of my brand deals were just gifted and I did content in exchange for products. And that's what I did. And I still do that sometimes depending on what the brand is and if they really mean a lot to me and it's a brand I really value and want to work for. Um, but sometimes I do get lucky and I get to get paid and I'm very thankful and grateful for that. And I think it's kind of cool and I think anyone can do it. You don't need to have all this like fancy equipment or anything like you can start from anything. Okay. So this is where I have questions for her. So I think we're going to do a speed round of questions involving social media. Okay. 
like mm-hmm. we did for me on the pod. But these are like my genuine questions that I've like gathered over um, the months. And I wouldn't just have anyone on the pod. The reason why I love Lani is because first of all, she's my friend. But second of all, she's so resourceful. I think like she's like the most resourceful person ever and like I am too resourceful but like when it comes to this type of stuff she's like beyond resourceful like she knows all the ins and outs of social media she's learned everything herself like she will take the time to like look into things to find out like how to do things which is something that I personally wouldn't do so it's like she kind of like teaches me like social media for dummies because although Mm -hmm. it looks like I'm so good at social media like I'm really not so I want to ask you Lani like Do you think, and now these days, social media marketing is like one of the most popular industries ever. You know, with COVID, everyone's starting to pop off. Everyone wants a business. Everyone wants a website. Everyone is trying to make a business out of nothing, which is great, which is beautiful. But now we're seeing on TikTok, on Instagram, all these social media marketers who are offering courses, who are offering services. Do you think that you need a course to learn how to do social media or is it just on your own, honey? I think it depends what type of learner you are and you have to really tune into that. But I'm going to say, no, you don't have to spend money to learn these things. It's available online for free. So many platforms have free resources. You just have to be willing to go out and find it opposed to having it handed to you. Okay. The next question, Um, quality over quantity. Do you think a bigger following is better or the smaller following with the more engaged followers? I think a smaller following with more engaged followers, companies are catching on. They're no longer just looking at how many followers they have. They want to see if you have that engagement. So the likes, the comments, the people responding, the swipe ups on your stories, all that. Mm -hmm. So definitely smaller and more engaged. Okay. Um, Another question. Oh my God, I just got a blank. Why did I just get a blank? I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm going to put like a little like ding, ding, ding. Why did I just get a blank? Give me a second, guys. I'm actually not even going to edit this out. This is like very typical of me. Oh, yes. Okay. So on the topic of influencers and influencer marketing, you get gifted many products, you know, and like obviously as a consumer, I'm sure you see it. I'm sure I see it. Like all the branded deals. Like do you ever um, get paid by companies that you don't align with? Do you have any like moral standing in terms of that? Or like are you in the type of mindset where like, you're just in your bag, you're thinking about your money and you'll just go for anything. Like what's your standard? Do you have any, do you think that most influencers have, or do you think most influencers are just trying to make the money? I think it depends on the influencer with regards to that. It really depends what space they're in. If you're looking at like an Addison Ray or like these big TikTok stars, I feel like, at least like from my lens, I feel that they're not as particular with who they choose to partner with. I personally look into the mission statement of the company, especially when it comes to um, health products um, and supplements and all that. I want to know, like, why are they creating this product? Is it a diet culture product? Are they trying to target people and pinpoint their insecurities? Are they really in it to better people's lives, whether it be mentally or physically? Um, I've turned down so many brand deals and whether they were giftings or paid because they just don't align with me. And my audience and my relationship with my audience is the most valuable asset that I have. That's why brands want to work with me. And I'm not going to ruin that just for a couple hundred bucks, maybe even a thousand I've turned down um, for that. Because this audience, like I've taken the time to build it up and to create Mm -hmm. that connection and that trust with them 
that I just don't see it as worth it. Like I rather not make money than lose this audience and lose that connection and lose their trust. Okay. I think that's so important. And like your moral standing is like really all you have at the end of the day, you know, like where mm-hmm. like your ethics, like your your mission statement, your values. So I think that's amazing what you just said. And I think everyone should kind of keep that in mind because I feel like we're in an industry, we're in a world now where like everyone just wants to make money, you know, instant gratification. Like we think that you put a, li- a little bit of work in and you get a lot out. But I think Lani's really taken a lot of time to build up her community and like she still has – you still have those thoughts of like, oh, should I do this? Let me look into the company. Super mm-hmm. important. Not just hop on things. Okay. Now we're going to get into the questions that my followers have asked. So one of them was how did she build her community, which I think we already um, spoke yeah. about. Uh, number two, who are your favorite accounts? Um, wow, this is hard. Well, yours is definitely on the top of the list. Um, <laughs> I also really like Wellness with Soph. I love her. She's so fun. Yeah, I actually don't um, follow her, but I have to give her a follow because I've been seeing a lot of people re- post about her. She's yes, different. I love her. Um, let me look because I literally I, – I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I haven't been scrolling on Instagram. Um, well, Kayla, you're always at the forefront of my stories. Oh, um, <laughs> my best friend, Noam. She's Noam R. Wellness. I love mm-hmm. – hmm. let's see. Who else? I don't know. Like I really – like I've been really into Tamara Fitness. I really like her workouts. Cool, yeah. Um, Manuka Sunday, I love her stuff. Um, Rachel Rocky, I really like her. Olivia Poling. I want to say, like, that's really it. Like, not, I don't know how to say her thing. It's like, not Natita Eats or something. Um, Natalia. Yeah, 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 she, I really like her. Um, yeah, those are probably, like, my favorites. I'm not really like looking and consuming content so much anymore on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, I've just like learned that it leads me to compare a lot and I'm just not about that. I rather just vibe with my own and take in the content that I actually value and learn something from. Love that. Okay. People want to know how does she like her job at Lulu? I love it. And like, I'm not being paid to say this at all. Like, I literally cried in my interview. I will out myself. I cried in my interview when they asked me why me for a job. So I think that says a lot. (laughs) I'm dying. Oh, my God. I'm dying. Someone asks, is she planning on moving out soon? Hello? Um, I really want to. I can hear you. (laughs) I really want to move out. Um, But money. Toronto's expensive. But... I'm really trying to. I'm budgeting. I'm investing my money. I'm being smart with my money. And I'm browsing on Facebook Marketplace and different sites for apartments. I absolutely love that. You see how resort is. She's so cool. I just find you're so mature. Like, she's like, I'm investing my money. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Someone else asks who are her favorite accounts. And then someone asks, what's a regular what I eat in a day for Lanny? Okay, so of course I always start my day with a morning blender smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually has greens in it, some fruit, a little bit of fat, some protein from like hemp hearts. Used to be protein powder, but Kayla got me off of that. Um, yes. Hemp hearts, um, maybe a little bit of nut butter. 
And then I'll usually also have a coffee. I've been liking oat milk with my coffee or almond. Um, Any nut milk, really, just preferably unsweetened. For lunch, I really like having a salad. It just satisfies me. I get in all my nutrients, my Mm -hmm. carbs, my healthy fats, my protein, my greens, fiber, all the good stuff. And I think I'm a queen of salads. Um, And then you are a lunch queen. I have to say, you (laughs) are a lunch queen. Like she's the queen of three meals a day. Like she never misses those meals. Like she's amazing. Lunch queen. You're just great. (laughs) Thank you. And then for dinner, I'll usually prefer to have something warm. I don't know why. Like it's just like satisfying and like calming and soothing to have a warm dish. Um, I'll have like a bowl of some sort. Of course, my meals are always balanced, especially because I work with Kayla. Um, lately, I've really been into zucchini noodles with pesto, tomatoes, and sometimes I like to throw in some mushrooms and spinach in there or a burrito bowl. Um, but yeah, and then I always have chocolate and dandelion tea or some sort of tea before bed. And Occasionally, there'll be a cookie in the middle of the day or some sort of treat. Um, But I try to stick to my three whole meals and eat what makes me feel good and what I'm craving and feel my body needs in that moment. Love that. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this speed round of questions and also this whole episode with Lani. I really am happy with this episode because I think it's different than what I usually hear and to be honest, what I usually put out. And please give Lani a follow. Thank you so much for being on the pod today. You are amazing and so inspiring. So that's basically it. Oh, and Thank last you. question. Thank you for having me. What, would yes. you, what are you going to leave um, the listeners with today? If they had one thing to take away from this conversation, as you asked me on your podcast, what would be the one thing that you want them to take away from this? You are your own person and you shouldn't try to compare yourself or change yourself to what you think other people want you to be because you're never going to be satisfied. Nothing's ever going to be enough, whether it be in what you think you should be doing with your career or the way you should act or the way you should look. Just follow what your heart really leads you to and be confident behind that. So if you want to go after and be an influencer do it. Don't be like scared and question what other people think. Those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. I believe that's by Dr. Mm. Seuss. It's my favorite quote. I love that. I love that. Okay. So that's basically it guys. So I will catch you back here on Monday morning on the Well-Rounded Podcast on 